Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. It is another edition of All Eyes on Cleveland. Today is Wednesday, February 10th, the year 2021. This is All Eyes on Cleveland. I'm your host, Brad Ward. Mikey's on the ones and twos, and tonight we have a special guest, Jeff Risden, managing editor of the Browns Wire, the Lions Wire, and NFL Draft and overall NFL writer at Real GM. Tonight is our Super Bowl React show. How are we doing tonight, Jeff? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me back on. It's been been a couple of weeks. I need to get I need to get back with you. Yes, here we are. We're back in the mix. Uh, anybody that's uh, in the room watching the show, or if you're watching it on playback later, make sure you hit the subscribe button right now so you know when we're. When, yes, it's right down there. Jeff is uh, clearly pointing that out. So, so hit that button for us and, and the little bell next to us, and I'll let you know when we're coming uh, live on the air with this fantastic Cleveland Browns content all the time. All right, so let's talk about this uh, Super Bowl 55, Jeff Risden. Uh, the great and unbeatable Patrick Mahomes goes down. <laughs> in surprising fashion, sir, were you not shocked at the outcome? I was. Um, I wasn't necessarily surprised that Tampa Bay won. I thought they had a good team, and I think the way that the the Chiefs' offensive line was beat up, um, that that I probably should have given Tampa Bay a little bit more of a chance than I did. I, I, I picked the Chiefs to win by, I think it was eight, I want to say. I don't know exactly remember, but I, I definitely expected them to win. I didn't expect that they would have that much trouble um First off, with Mahomes, didn't he look like Baker Mayfield in 2019? Like yes. running away from from clean pockets when on the rare occasions that they were clean, it, it was it, it was very eerie watching that. It, it was like Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard were his bookend tackles, and he was running for his life, seeing ghosts, even when he didn't need to. I, I got a, I got a really weird vibe about Patrick Mahomes from that. I did not expect that to happen. Uh, me neither, and. I didn't think that many people talked about that. It was kind of immediately to the pressure, but it really felt like for me, and I tweeted it out, not many people responded to it. So, But, you know, I, I felt like he was just hanging on to the ball way too long or whatever they were calling took way too long yeah. to develop when your two offensive linemen are out, right? Yeah. And, so I picked the Bucks to win. Ooh, I, good I, Yeah, and, <laughs> well, you know, but I didn't think it would be like this, right? I expected a close game and maybe Brady pulls a last-second drive or whatever, right? I didn't expect this. This was domination from the get-go. Todd Bowles Ooh, man. Did, what, did what we I talked about on the show, what we talked about. He didn't blitz. He can't blitz Mahomes. What good does it do to blitz Mahomes? He's just going to run around and evade the blitz. So why yep. take someone out of coverage? And you have to get home with four, and that's ultimately what he was able to do. Obviously, it was a little more intricate than that, and we'll get into that in a moment. But I thought that his game plan was tremendous. Oh, Thoughts it was on, outstanding. On what you saw there. Yeah, go ahead. Outstanding. So um, I'll go back to the other team that I covered, the Detroit Lions, for a minute. They held Patrick Mahomes without a touchdown generated. They, the Chiefs won the game, and they scored on the ground. But they did a really good job of stymieing him by dropping nine um, at times. Most of the time, they were rushing three and dropping eight, and he had trouble with it. 
Now, the Lions' problem was that they never touched him. They never got near him. They never breathed on him. Um, so he eventually figured it out and had had enough time to, to work. The Buccaneers with their four, with Indomitian Sue and Shaq Barrett, they they were getting home uh, pretty pretty quickly and pretty easily. It was uh, so that that blueprint has been out there, but I think the Buccaneers had the personnel that could really pull it off. They had the linebackers who could run side to side, who could carry Kelsey from from the line to the safety in their zone if they wanted to do it that way. And like you said, they they. they Kansas City didn't run enough plays that had the ball getting out quick. They just didn't. They didn't do that quick hitting. And and where, where's your tight end? Where's your blocking back? Help these guys out. If you know if you know that you're 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 starting your backup right guard as your right tackle against a, a, a Pro Bowler. Yes. How about, how about you throw in a blocking tight end? Or maybe have your back stay stay in 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 pass protection. I know that's not what he's good at, but that's. There, 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 there were there were a lot of things that I thought Kansas City could have done better, and they never figured it out. And that was uh, that, that's a bit of a coaching fail on their part. But you, you're right, Bowles Bowles styled it up, man. That that was a beautifully executed game plan. He figured out you know, they're playing with a safety that had a broken shoulder or a separated right. shoulder in Whitehead, and and he was fine because they you know they didn't they didn't get a chance to exploit it. I thought they did a really good job of hiding him, uh, and, and then then you got Antoine Winfield, who's just God, that guy's good. I wanted him in the draft. He, he was my number 10 overall player in last year's draft, and everybody told me I was crazy. I'm like, yeah, how you like me now? I got, I miss a lot of draft picks. I got that one right. <laughs> I wanted him over Delpit, and, yeah, and, and I want to say it all the time, Jeff. Like, I want to say it all the time, and I know you did too. We both wanted him over Delpit. Yeah. I want to say it all the time, but that's like – People are going to be like, oh, I hate when people do that, right? So I don't want to do Like, I want to no. say it on Twitter. Like, I, if, if you would have just listened to me and take Winfield instead, Delpa, look at, the, you know. Well, yeah, well, look. But, but I hate when people do that. So I, I I'm not going to be that guy. And then here I plus, am. Plus, I, I, still like, I do like Grant Delpa, and I know you do, too. Um, we I just do. haven't seen him yet. Um, the, the jury is still very out on that. But Antoine Winfield was, was money as a rookie, and that's, uh, that's very impressive. Right. But he was – one of the best players in a Super Bowl win as a rookie. Um, and hats off to him. If I take my head off, my headphones would fly off. Yeah. So. <laughs> so part of the, yeah. Part of the reason I thought the Bucks would have success, and, and it ultimately, if if we kind of think about it, I think it made a big difference, is if they never play them in the regular season in Week 12, I think they get blasted in the Super Bowl, right? Because in Week 12, they got blasted right they out did. of the gates. Because they came up and they said, oh, we're going to come up and we're going to play man and press you and and we can handle Tyreek Hill one-on-one. And, no, uh-uh. no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't, right? So everything, they learn from it, right? They were like, okay. Absolutely. And when you play a team and you lose in the regular season, your mental aspect going into the second time you play them is like, we got to change something, right? But the winning team can kind of be like, hey, this worked, this worked, this worked. Like, we should right. expect some some changes from them, but but mostly our stuff worked, right? But they, but Bulls and, and and Arians and them, they had to change something to beat them. And they, obviously, they, you know, Bulls went away from everything he does, all the exotic blitzes, everything. But, like, his coverages, they change coverages often, like, all the time. So, like, 
two safeties, one safeties, different spots. Yeah, they're going to single high. They're playing cover two. They're playing Tampa two. They're playing an inverted Tampa two. It was it was exactly. all over the place, and it, it gave Mahomes problems. I, I more than Mahomes, I thought it gave their receivers problems. Um, Tyree Hill is going to go deep all the time. The guys like Demarcus Robbins and Amikol Hardman, and even Kelsey to some extent, even though he put up big numbers. He wasn't comfortable in in where he was going on. Where's the hole in the zone this time? Okay, I got to I got to figure that out. It, even just that half beat, you know that that's another that's another half second for Nandamakan Sue to push push the center back into Mahomes and make him run around. And I thought um, the, because they played so much zone, they didn't have to worry about Mahomes running so much because they're all looking at him. Yes, that, uh, that that's something that I think. Actually, I thought the Browns did a pretty good job of that in the playoff game before he got yes. hurt. Uh, th- that's definitely the way to go. And if you're playing, you know, they took away Tyreek Hill. And I think making Mahomes, like, not even consider throwing the ball, he, like, that's – it's risky because they do have other guys that can beat you, but they didn't. Yeah. And so right. uh, th- that gamble worked. I thought it was a really, really smart game plan. Kansas City – or the the, uh, the Tampa Bay coaches, you know, Arians, Bulls, um, you give them a lot of credit. They outcoached Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy by a lot in that game. They did. Uh, they did, and um, I was surprised that Andy Reid didn't make more adjustments, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, to your point about the receivers, uh, just I totally agree with you, and I think you nailed that. Like, so a lot of what Kansas, if you listen to like people that know Kansas City's offense, they talk about it. It's like a lot of their routes are like option routes predicated exactly. on what yep. they see from the defense. So you know, uh, Hardman goes out and he looks. And, and he's probably like, well, I don't know what this is. Is this right. two deep? Yeah. You know, is this two deep safeties? Is this one deep? Is this three deep? Why is the safety over? You know, why is he in the middle? Like, what's going on here? And they did a lot of that. Like, I, well, I don't know what to run here because I'm not really sure what I'm looking at from the secondary, right? Um, and I think you're, you nailed that, and and that was problematic, and and. Uh, so, but Andy Reid really, in the simplest of forms, Jeff, it should have been an adjustment to short, boom, 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 or let's chip with Kelsey and then just roll him out yep. of the, out out into the flat, right? And if nothing else, I can just throw it to him and he can rumble for eight yards. Or, you know, same thing with why didn't they bring like uh, Lev Bell in and right. You know, did he even Bell. did he even play? Did we see no, him at all? No, no. Or will even Williams or or, or Hilaire yeah. or whatever? They they have Chip, talent. Block. They they just didn't do any yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, bring the jet sweep and just run a guy underneath, so he has somebody to just dump it to, if there's pressure. And I felt like maybe early on in the game, he maybe kind of missed some of those. Because he was thinking down the field, which is what they do, right? And it just right. took so long to develop. But then as the pressure really started to get ramped up and they were really wearing down that offensive line, there was no adjustment to where's my hots, where's my slants, where's my underneath stuff. Like everything took forever to, to, to develop, right? Yeah. And it, uh, You can't do that when you got that pass rush breathing down your neck. I didn't understand. Like they have the weapons to just give it to them in space and they can make something happen. It doesn't have to be down the field every play. And I kind of wondered, like, Andy Reid, this is – you should do – you should be on top of this. This should be 
coming out of halftime, I expected him to have those those uh, um, answers, but he didn't. He didn't. They, they 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 did try on the one drive where they got their their third field goal to run the ball, and I and it was effective, and I thought it would set things up off that. But then the next drive, they went back to you know first and ten. Okay, let, let's try to throw a pass here, and and then it's second and twelve. Then you know, then you get a holding penalty. Then it's it's, it's you know it's, it winds up being third and seventeen. What are you going to do? Uh, it, yeah. it, it it totally put them behind the six the whole time. And you know the offensive line obviously deserves some some blame, but Mahomes did not have a great game. I know his stats say otherwise. He if you watch the game, you know that was one of the worst games he's played. Uh, and yeah. and is it his fault? Hell no. Uh, we we all saw what he was under, but he he could have done better. And his receivers could have done better too. I don't want to put it all on their offensive line because I think I think the coaches dropped the ball. I think the receivers dropped the ball. And I thought Mahomes didn't quite frankly didn't play all that well either. I, I've, I we've, seen, we've seen him play a lot better than that, and yeah. uh, that, that's what that game needed. I think that he just got into the rhythm of I'm gonna have to run around to make this happen, right? Yeah. And usually he can kind of when teams are in zone. He's really good at just making the play last longer and then manipulating that zone till somebody gets into an open pocket, right? But they they were so good and they dropped so many people in coverage and just because the four could get there, he didn't know what he was looking at, I don't think, a lot of times. Um, 497 yeah, was- yards ran before he threw the ball. Did you see that stat? Yeah, that's insane. That's Think about how far that is. That's running back and forth on the field five times. Um, Remarkable. And, and and that's in two or three seconds per, well, three or f- to five seconds because he extended some, but that's, that yeah. you can't, that, that that was, okay, everybody wonders how they lost at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes and Cliff Kingsbury. That was the Mahomes that was at Texas Tech. That's why teams were scared of him because he did have that sort of, you know, franticness about him. Um, where where he would try to play a little bit of hero ball like that, and um, he didn't have the weapons at Texas Tech that he does it, there um, in, in Kansas City, and didn't always work for him. They they had rotten defenses there too, so that that certainly didn't help. But <laughs> there was there was uh, there was some throwback there to why you saw why Mahomes wasn't the number one pick in his draft, and you saw why there was some questions when Kansas City went after him, like. They, they doing right? Yeah, yeah. They made it look. He's phenomenal. He's, he's still the best quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. He he's entitled to have a bad game. He just picked it bad time to have it. That happens. Um, I think he's still going to be an, an All Pro next year. I think he's still the best quarterback in the AFC. And you know, I love Deshaun Watson. You know, I like Baker Mayfield a lot too. Um, yeah. And but if if I can build a team around anybody, I'm still I'm still riding with Mahomes even after that loss. <laughs> I have yeah, a feeling right. he's going to get it right. And and also, you do have to factor it. He did have surgery on the ankle this week, or the toe. Um, he was he was not playing at a hundred percent. He clearly wasn't a hundred percent against Cleveland. So, right. you know, there's the wear and tear of the season that that, that factors in too. Although the Bucks had some injuries as well, and they, uh, man, that, that was God. That was I, so. I'm not a Bucks fan at all. Um, I don't I don't root against them, but just watching that that was really really cool to see a team that hadn't won a playoff game in so long go all the way through the postseason, and you know the guys that have been there for a long time, it, yeah. you got to love it for those guys. Yep. That's, that's what awesome. I want for that's what I want for Cleveland. I want to see, you know, I, I want to see the equipment guys that I know, and you know the the 
I want to see Joel Batonio and Charlie Hewlett, you know, I want to see them yeah. hoist a trophy together because they've been there for through a lot of crap. And I, th- those are the kind of players that you really, really, you feel it for, you know, and, and I, I hope that happens. I got to hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, no question. And, and I want to get to what the Browns takeaways from this game should be. Right. Um, and that's the last thing we'll do here. And yeah. you're watching all eyes on Cleveland with, Special guest Jeff Risden. My name's Brad Ward. Mikey's on the other side of the glass here. We're uh, we're going through a Super Bowl react show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're watching. Uh, all right. So end of the first half, Jeff. Right. Uh, the is a weird situation. So we saw the week before or two weeks before. Pardon me. In the NFC Championship game, Brady hits Scotty Miller on that at the end of the oh, half. Oh yeah. Right? All right, so visions of that are going through whoever's head, right? But Kansas City, I thought, played this kind of all wrong, all right? So end of the first half, uh, Butker kicks a field field goal, right? Um, 14 to 6, and uh, Tampa gets the ball. Second and 10, 50-some seconds left, and Andy Reid calls timeout. Okay, I get that one. Right, but then they run a play. I think it was a pass to Godwin, but it doesn't matter to get it to third and two, and he calls another timeout. Yeah, and that that was the one where I was kind of like, "What's he doing? Do they do they think they're gonna stone him here on third and two and get the ball back? You know, not really, because Tampa only had one timeout at the time. That's right, so, because they they had missed a challenge. Yes. So they convert, all right, and now it's you just gave them two timeouts, right? And they were, I don't even think, I think if you let the clock run on third and two, they may let it go to half. I don't I don't know. I, I think it would have changed their, their approach anyways. They might have taken a shot there, and then, okay, Maybe. it doesn't happen, so then, you know, then we'll just let it go. You know, something Maybe. like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it was, it was a very curious choice. And remember... One of the criticisms of Andy Reid when he was in Philadelphia for a long time is somebody get him a guy on the sideline who can help him manage the clock because he doesn't know how to do it. And that reared its ugly head at a very unfortunate time for Kansas City. And to play devil's advocate a little bit, though, if you're Kansas City and, and you do get the ball back with 30 seconds, you've got Patrick Mahomes in this. The offense could go crazy at any time. You know, you've got you've got a chance. You, you just kicked a field goal. You had a little bit of momentum going your way. You're going to count on your defense to stop. Their defense wasn't yeah. good all night, and it really wasn't good there. Right. <laughs> they, they did so, not get a lot of help either. <laughs> right. So, you know, proceeding onward, they convert, and then I, I don't know if that was a pass interference call. I think it was, right? It was. Yes, so, it was. So Hold, that's that, was, that, was the, that was the holding one. That, was, that wasn't the pass interference. They okay. got that. That came later. Okay. <laughs> holding and then there was two pass interference right so mm-hmm. you get the one where they're they're tripped up right they're tangled and he kind of sells it what do you think of that call that's a crap time? call that's a okay. that's a bad call that that's that's not pass I, interference i agreed I that agreed. ball was not catchable either um had even if he didn't trip he, he's not catching that ball agreed and that gets him to the 24 right Yep. Dump down to Fournette. Then they use their last timeout. Now this one is more egregious in my opinion because that pass hit the back wall yes. of the freaking well, of Mike, the field, Jeff. 
Mike Evans is that? Mike Evans is a Spider Man. I've, I've actually I so uh, when I lived in Houston for a little bit, I played against his brother in basketball, and his brother is a little bit bigger than him, and can go up and could like reverse dunk whenever he wanted to, just without without jumping. Mike Evans has that kind of ability. He wasn't going to be within five feet of that if he jumped as high as he could. That, and I don't even I don't even think it was to him. I think it was to somebody else. I think it was to Godwin, wasn't it? Uh, I, it was, I don't know. But I, I don't know, but it was it was there was no human that's catching that ball. Not right. even Miles Garrett with his his 50, 50 inch box jumps with a fifty pound dumbbells in each hand. He ain't going up and getting that. It, that was a, that was a terrible call. Hit the wall of the stands, like yeah, nobody's catching that ball. But they flag him. They get it the one touchdown. Now the game's completely different. You're going into halftime twenty one six. Just thought that was. Monumental churn, monumental yes. change. That 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 really ended the game because at that point, then if you're Kansas City, you're coming out and you're you're on a very different play script than you would be if it was fourteen to six or fourteen to nine. You 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 cannot run the ball as effectively. You just can't because you don't have time. And it also that means that Tampa Bay knows that they can rush. They those ends can pin their ears back and just go and not have to worry. And that, that absolutely changed the, the dichotomy of the second half and, and how the Chiefs' offense had to play. Well said. Um, all right. Last thing on the game. Browns' takeaways from this, right? We know oh, they're close, thing, man. They're close. They're, right. They're so we, we, know, we know Kansas City's in the AFC. They're going to be a problem every year. Um, but also... Not just Kansas City, but Josh Allen, all these guys are very similar, and they do a lot of similar things. And in the AFC, there's a lot of talented quarterbacks, a lot of talented offenses that you're going to have to contend with for years to come. For the Browns, what are your major takeaways from this game? Same thing that we said at the end of the season. They need speed in the middle of the field. That's what the Bucks have. Like Devin White is a pretty good all-around linebacker. The way that the Chiefs approached that game played exactly to what he does well. He is not a downhill guy. He's not a he's not a run stuffer at all. But against the Chiefs, you don't need that. Guess what? Against the Bills, you don't really need that. Against the Titans, you kind of do because Derrick Henry can run for two thousand yards. He, he he's right. a problem on his own. Lamar Jackson, that's ex- that is the tonic for Lamar Jackson is to have a spy linebacker like a Devin White. Um, the Steelers have one in Devin Bush before he got hurt. There's not a lot of those dudes out there, but that, that's the kind of guy that the Browns need. And Joe Schobert was not that guy. He mm-hmm. tried to be that guy. He he could pass off as that guy uh, on, on his best day, but they've got to get somebody who can run and run and run. Um, two of them. Preferably, uh, I, I think you're. I think you're fine with Taki Taki as your your physical downhill linebacker, and you do need that guy because they are going to still try to run some sweeps. I thought, I thought he played against Kansas City quite well, actually, uh, at, at attacking that. But you've got to have that middle of the field, whether it's Delpit, whether it's Jacob Phillips, you know, finding another gear to his game, whether it's Mac Wilson figuring things out. You, you can hope that that happens, but you can't rely on that to happen. They've got to get a, a running, a fast linebacker, and they've got to get another safety. Um, Ronnie Harrison's good at what he does, but that's not him. They need they need the speed. They they need their Tyron Matthew. They need their uh, – uh, who's the guy for the Bills that I like so much? Um, not Jordan Poyer, the other guy, Edmonds. Uh, they, they need that guy. That That's, you know, 
Baltimore kind of had that. They've gotten away from it now. But the, those guys, Kevin Bayard in, in Tennessee is another one like that. Yep, yep. That's the kind of guy you need in the Cleveland defense. Maybe Delpit can be that guy. He's going to get the chance to prove it. But they better get somebody else back there with him and Harrison because uh, I don't think Sheldrick Redwine is the answer. I don't know if I don't know if Carl Joseph's coming back. We'll see. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to him coming back, but in, in a limited role, he, he shouldn't be out there all the time. He's very hit and miss. And Anderson Dejo, thank you for your service, old man. Go 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 play somewhere else. And and you know, um, hopefully you're you're there on the depth chart where you're supposed to be instead of forced way up yes. two spots yes. higher than you were. Um, we, we've talked about that before. I don't hold it against Andrew Sandejo that he wasn't good because that he wasn't supposed to be. He was that was not what he was he was brought to Cleveland yeah. to do. Yeah, he did the his best white, he could. His white hair was not supposed to be out on the field that <laughs> no. much. <laughs> no, no. So that so that's the thing. And what's the other component that Tampa had? They could the rush the pass with four. Yep, that's, I'm gonna, that's what I'm, it is for me. Yeah. I'm going to hope that Miles comes back and is fully recovered from his COVID issues. Um, but Olivier Vernon, you got to get somebody different there. Olivier was great down the stretch. He's got, he's what, 31 years old now, coming off an Achilles injury. He's expensive. His replacement has to come and it's got to be an impact guy right away. Uh, Adrian Claiborne's fine as a three. Porter Gustin can rotate in. You're fine depth. You got to have that, that, you know, if, if Miles is your alpha, you got to have the beta, and and they don't have that right now. You cannot count on Olivier Vernon to be that guy. They need that, and and because Miles can move around, I mean, you you can get a guy. Sheldon Richardson could be that guy, but then you've got to get somebody to play there in that spot in that 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 upfield three or four technique, uh, because uh, I don't I don't believe Ogan Joby's going to come back. I don't know how you feel about that, but I th- I think he's priced himself out of the market even with a subpar year. So you've yeah, got to yeah. get. You've got to get the ability to rush the passer with four, and they did it at times, but it didn't happen often enough. And and that's that's the next step that they have to take because that will hide your problems at cornerback. Because we're talking about what they're fixing: they're fixing safety, they're fixing linebacker, they're fixing pass rush. Guess what ain't getting fixed if you do all that? Cornerback. Right. <laughs> so you got to hope that the green comes back. Money Mitchell is a free agent. I kind of think he probably priced his way out. Uh, they they are going to so? need a slot. I, I don't think we're happy with Kevin Johnson. I think we'll talk about that a little later. At some yeah, point. No, no. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <clears throat> so there, there's yeah. only so many things that they can do. So if you have to prioritize, I want, I want, and I, I, honestly, I don't know which one I want more because I can talk myself into either one. I can talk myself into needing that, that safety linebacker to play with Delpit, um, bring BJ Goodson back. I would be very much in favor of that. Um, and, and hopefully the Jacob Phillips or Phil, somebody fills in there with that. And then you've got that, that other safety who can run or, well, and not, not, or, and get me another pass rusher up front, a guy who can create on his own. Uh, and he and miles together meet at the quarterback 25 times in the year. I'm happy. I think that, um, yeah. So my biggest takeaway, just like you, it's just defense as a whole, just defense, but then to, to really bring it, bring it in, it's you got to be able to get home with four. You have to be able to get home with four in yes. order to have a chance to beat the Josh Allens, the Mahomes of the world, right? right. And that's what the Browns are going to have to do. 
So if you want to be able to get home with four, then I think your first priority needs to be to put a guy opposite Miles, and I would do it at pick 26. I think you could I don't have a problem with that at all. (laughs) You know, when you talk about allocation of funds and and things like that, to put a guy on a rookie deal opposite Miles on a monster deal, that seems to make a lot of sense. Allocating funds that way and spending – you know, most important player on the field, quarterback, guy that gets the quarterback, right? So, right. to me, that makes sense. Uh, I really like, like, Joseph Asai, I think, is my favorite guy right now that might be there at 26. He seems like a really, really good player. Um, I, I, anybody, any names to jump off the So, page I, I, I like Aziz Oljulari from, from Georgia. I think he's okay. he's he's got a lot of sizzle to him. Needs to learn to finish a little bit better, but boy, he can really smoke around the edge. And so yeah. you're sort of looking at who would complement Miles well. You yes. know, Miles can do anything. Um, so <laughs> your, your door is kind of open. But I think where Miles is at his best is when he's initially going right into the guy and then reacting off of it with a two-way go. He can go inside. He can go outside. He can use his power. He can use his speed. I think having a speed guy opposite that rather than a power guy um, and I think Olivier was more of a power guy, especially this year um, when, yes. when he played well too. I would love to see a, a you know, a six three, two hundred and forty five pound guy who runs in the yeah. in the four sixes with a quick get off and some twitch to him. That that's that's the kind of guy. Olajari is that guy. I keep saying his name wrong. Oh, sorry, um, is that guy. Yeah. yeah um, if you him. if you go a little bit deeper, um, Odizigwa from UCLA can be that guy. He's not a first rounder. He's a second rounder. Um, if you if you go somewhere else, but that. He's the, that kind of guy. There are a few of them. I don't think Quiddy Pay from Michigan is going to be there. Yeah. He's a, he's he's a he's a freak athlete. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I, I think he's going to be gone. Um, I'm not I'm not I'm not sold that he's going to be a great prospect. But if you're looking for the physical attributes, dude, he's got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other guy is uh, Rousseau, who is an opt out. Thoughts on him? Uh, from Miami, yeah. Yes. So he's he's the better of the Miami guys in my eyes. Uh, they yes, have, the, uh, them, yeah. Jalen Phillips is a guy. He played uh, he played at UCLA to start. He's hurt all the time. I, I don't. I'm not interested in that. I, I want a guy who can be out there for 16 games reliably. Um, so Russo, there, there's a lot to like with him, but he's another guy that he seems to win only because he's a better athlete. And I want to see somebody who can win because they're a better football player. And I haven't seen that consistently out of him. We haven't seen anything out of him in a while. But yeah. that that that's my concern with him. Now, if you trust your defensive line coach and your scheme to, to help him learn that a little bit, you can find a guy like that at 26 who can be a really, really good – Justin Houston was that guy coming out of Georgia many years ago. He's still playing and playing yeah. well. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That That's the kind of guy he could be but it doesn't mean that he will be. Um, you look at a guy like Jerry. Jerry Hughes was that guy when he came out of TCU, and he he washed out badly. I think it was a number 11 overall pick, 10 or 11. He was yeah. terrible his first couple of years. It, mm-hmm. t- it took him time to learn how to play football at the NFL, and, and now he's still playing too. It's still good. Yes. And so yeah. that you, you might that's the risk you run with that, where you're, you might have a higher ceiling in the end, but you're also – Dude could be off the team in two years and out of the league in three. Um, that's that's the risk you run with a guy like that. No question. Final final thing here before we wrap this up on the Super Bowl. You know, Browns takeaways got to get home with four, and then you know, 
I think they'll address the secondary depth wise. You know, there there are a lot of free agents that are out there that are going to be low budget one year guys that you sign yes. to fill the hole. The way that they just did with Sandejo and Joseph, um, yes. and 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 Kevin Johnson, those guys, not 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 specifically those individuals, will be there again. Yeah, I think so too. At like your nickel corner, I think you can yeah. upgrade. At, at a Bring back my guy, Brian Body Calhoun, please. Yeah, for, or, forever. You know, I got a whole list of forever for body video. So stay on the channel and, <laughs> and click on the the Kevin Johnson video, and you'll see those guys. Uh, but you know the um, my question for you though is: Do they value linebacker enough to address it properly in the off season? Because I, I know they don't uh, value linebacker. Yeah, yeah. But I think that watching that Super Bowl and, and understanding what you're up against, you have to have a guy. Like, I understand they've got young guys that can run. And I understand, like, that's the cheap way out, right? Young guys that can run right. and tackle on a rookie deal, great. And Rely on your so end and the front end. Yeah, you're but talking like, about relying on Jacob Phillips and and Mac Wilson and, and, I can't, and hoping. And I can't do that. No, and <laughs> I agree. I want, but I, but I think you need to get a stud in between them, or a guy that's going to be on the field every down. That's a stud, and let those other guys do what they're good at. Let Taki Taki play some rundowns, and let you know the Malcolm Smiths of the world play in some coverage, but let give me a guy that can do it all in the middle and I'll be okay. But I think they need to address that. And I think that was evident in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I don't know where they're going to get that guy because that's, that's not what you want to spend your first round pick on. Um, and I also think that what you saw from Tampa was their linebackers. They're, they're very talented dudes. Don't get me wrong. They were made better because the front line was so dominant and, and yeah. some of that reflects on the Kansas city offensive line as well. Like we talked about, it also yeah. helps that their defense, they they're not wedded to any one thing. You saw Todd Bowles with his creativity, you know, doing all different kinds of things to hide it. It really played to the strengths of the talent that he has. I I'm very hopeful that Joe Woods can prove to be that guy with a full off season with, with guys yeah. who have some permanence in there. Uh, we will see on that, but I, I like to think that he's got enough, I don't know, coaching acumen that he'll be able to make do without having a premium linebacker. Um, okay. that does mean they do need, they absolutely need to get somebody in there who can run, but I would prefer them to upgrade the safety position instead of the linebacker. And, and I, I am really, really hopeful, um, fingers crossed, knocking on wood that, uh, that Grant Delpit can be the guy that you just talked about that, that, that he can be that guy. We'll see. But I, okay. I think I think they're going to give him a shot to prove that he can be that guy. Let's put it that way. All right, very good. We'll see. There it is. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and get up out of here. I'm glad that you could join us tonight. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on the way out. Big thanks to Jeff Risden for joining me on the Super Bowl React Show of All Eyes on Cleveland. Everybody, stay safe out there. And uh, for Mikey, Jeff, uh, I am Brad Ward, and we are out.